Hello there, welcome to PTI Australia. I'm Russell Barwick and Sam Kegovich, Brownlow Medal Night on uh, Monday. Uh, what did you think? Particularly uh, the red carpet. Uh, the red carpet, <laughs> it's just a must. Honestly, they were resplendent. Our girls in Australia are outstanding. And there was one real highlight, there's no doubt about her. Who? Oh, Bryn Edelston, I tell you what. She was just... Inspired by Barbie and the Black Swan. Uh, she joined the United Nations, you know. I think she was inspired by China. a dead duck <laughs> and some other dog. <laughs> what you say? I'm not going to. I heard someone say I'm that. I'm literally not going to touch that one. Uh, tonight on the show, it's but all she about was the great. footy she grand final. Shush. Both Johnny Ralph and Jason Taylor will be here to help us out. Plus, we'll also squeeze in a bit of A-League and rugby into the mix as well. It's all brought to you by sportingbet.com.au if you want to get involved in the grand final, they are the people to go to. But, yes, and first we're going to kick off with the NRL grand final. The Melbourne Storm and the Canterbury Bulldogs. Mm. Without a doubt, the best two sides in the competition. They finished the regular season, as you would expect, one and two. Uh, how do you see this well, panning out? I don't think you can split them, but apparently all of the punters are saying that the Melbourne Storm are the team to beat. I tend to think that Canterbury, are the, the they were the valid number one team. Melbourne Storm yeah. had their slump. It wasn't like, you know, Canterbury were terrible and just fell over the line. They were the best team at the end of the year. Mm. They won very impressively against uh, South Sydney. So too did Melbourne Storm. I think it's an even money bet. And with Canterbury now at a bit of value and... 80,000 of the 90,000 are going to be there, going to cheer for the Sydney side. I tend to think they can do it. They can win. Uh, this, look, cream comes to the surface. I think the Storm this year, as opposed to last year, playing at their prime, they're coming to the, uh, you know, they're enthusiastic. You've got Cronk, Smith and Slater. Yeah. Three outstanding. I know that Canterbury have got by this. By the way, they were there last year, those same oh, three. Oh, yeah, and but the tired, year tired and broken down. The rest of what, the side. So what, they're not tired and broken down this year? Let me tell you, be highly okay, emotive. I'll have a sneaky bet with you. Redemption. They've we'll got... have lunch on I'll have Canterbury and we'll have lunch. Lunch? Yeah. I'd rather have just a straight wager with you. You've yeah. got a habit. Have you seen yourself eat lately? <laughs> to the AFL decider. Hawthorne got there after one almighty scare against the Crows and they'll take on... The good old red and whites, uh, like the NRL, do we have the two best teams in the competition? There's no doubt about that. And I would have clearly have said, without fear of uh, equivocation, that Hawthorne would have been just a hand in the cup. But after last week, mm -hmm. I, like Johnny Longmire, who's very, very astute and smart, he would have visualised that that side is not infallible anymore. No way. No. And that defence in particular was very, very shaky. And I think now that he's got blokes like... Reid had a bad day. We need a good day. Goods. I think Ryan O'Keefe. They isolate that defence. That showing uh, showing makers. Showing makers very vulnerable. Uh, if you can one out Josh Gibson. Jo Josh Gibson. Not Josh let him go yeah. over the top. If you can isolate them, if they work as a pack, they're very very difficult to beat. But if you can isolate them, they are very vulnerable. The midfield, let me tell you, that's Sam Mitchell. He is just... He's a gun. What he's a, a gun. bullet handle. I still don't know what hand to use or what foot he so uses. so too is Josh Kennedy. Yeah, so too no, is Kennedy. No, the midfield will be, be a great huge. game, but everybody huge. needs to be at their best. And, of course, you've got Buddy and you've got the... Uh, and Cyril Riley. So who wins? They will just... You say th Hawthorne. I still think Hawthorne by... A poofteenth, as Rex would say. A poofteenth, I think you think it's Whatever good. he means. Uh, the Brownlow medal on Monday night went the way of Essendon skipper Joe Watson, who finished ahead of the other two favourites, Trent Cochin and Gary Ablett. Now, the top three fought it out, but uh, not many are unhappy with the result, with Joe being the winner. 
totally predictable. Everyone thought the same. You know, well, they predicted the top three. There top wasn't, three. Well, there wasn't too many Smokies. In fact, I can no. tell you, Matthew Pavlich, the only non-midfielder, finished in 11th position. With 12 votes or something. Yeah, yeah. but, but uh, we're just talking about... See, the umpires apparently are allowed to look at the stats post-game and then they sit down and work it out. Well, there's there's no some amazing result. I don't care who you are. You can't get three votes if your team got beat by 100 points. You can't. But Gary Ablett did. Harley Bunnell did in yeah, one see, game. You and I view games differently. We we adjudicate a game on the basis of who has been the most valuable player, yeah. the influential player. Umpires look at it sometimes clearly on... Stats. I'm going to say, if you're running around focusing purely on football, and I, I'm going to cut a bit of slack to the umpires, they just focus on the player that's got the pill all the time. Like, if you get it 45 times, apart from Greg Williams, of course, who got 43 well, that times... Well, that's why they missed. brought it in. But yeah. my point is, there's a fair few blokes that sit in the back line unaccountable, and they get exactly. a lot of touches. They look at the numbers and go, oh, he had a lot of kicks. We he might review it one day. Yeah, good point you raised there, Russell. Back to NRL and Tim Sheen's future of the Tigers is over after a decade. Decided to walk after it was looking like he was going to be sacked. Well, there's no doubt he was going to be sacked. Yeah. There was a mass exodus of players. What's going on? Why did they revolt? He was, oh, he's, the, he's the Australian no, well, coach. They revolted because players get into a little group and Tim Sheens didn't like what was coming. They were getting a little power group. Bo Ryan and Hayington both went to the well, Sharks. Well, you've got Gibbs from previous years and you've got other players that have gone over the past. And then, of course, Robbie Farrow was starting to get a sniff from Parramatta and uh, Benji Marshall was starting to be a bit shaky. Oh, well, he's the Australian his... coach. I would have thought he would have had more. He led him to 2005 or 2006 Premiership. 2005 Premiership, but 10 years and he's made one flag and he's missed the uh, eight this year. When they were widely tipped to be the side most they likely. most likely the side to Do be Do you know there. Tim Sheens? I know him very well. I don't know him at all. What sort of a person he's is he? A, he is totally devoted to the job. He lives, breathes and eats football. In fact, I asked him one day, what do you do in the off-season? He said, I sit there and watch old games of football. Well, so he's totally a man, committed. a coaching man. And he'll go somewhere else. But sometimes it just comes a time that you have to move on. And after 10 years, I think that's time. So that's I, think it's, I think it's a good decision for all. Yeah, he, after you know, if he's going to go to the Warriors, which the rumours are, then good luck to him. OK. Back to the A-League and on the back of Alessandro Del Piero joining Sydney, the Newcastle Jets. Signed up former England star Emil Heskey and potentially Michael Ballack could join the Sydney Wanderers. So are we looking for a great year or are we doing something you don't like? They might as well go and go to Spandau Jail and get Rudolf Hess back in this competition. They've tried everyone. They've paid out millions of individual clubs. It is futile. At the end of proceedings, there'll be a trail of debris and debt left behind. That Gina something. Reinhardt won't fix. Hang on, don't mention Gina. I She's don't mind upset about last week. No, I think it's proactive, but look, it's not going to do Australian soccer much good. Why? You've got to develop because you've got to grow organically, not acquisitionally. Yeah, but hang on. These what, mini, if that's the these case, cameo roles hang from, on, if that's from the old case, players. If that's the case, the the EPL would only have English players in it, and the Spanish league would only have Spanish would players. Would that be in it. no, 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 no? no. You allowed one or two players. That's not that's not a bad thing. But let's not get you know players that are over the hill. You know, let's get they're some... over the hill in maybe their competitions, but for our competition, which is oh. still a burgeoning competition, they're not over the See, hill. That's they can pass Australia. on See, some you're knowledge. still copy. You're happy with second best. I want to build a competition organically that's going to vie for premier status but around the world. But you're happy for you're happy to be a bit part player in the oh. backyard. That's why you haven't played at the elite level. Oh, Quade Cooper has had a busy time on again. Twitter over the last few days. Thinly veiled attacks on Robbie Deans, cheap shots. Let me tell you. Quade Cooper has had a go for the Reds and not the Wallabies, or he's played for them, calling the Wallabies a toxic environment. That's because he's the environment yeah. that's toxic. Quade Cooper, go. Seriously. 
You need to go because what have you contributed so far? Well, you're, tell me. You're doing your tweetering. The rap shirt. Give me the rap shirt on Quade Cooper. Well, obviously, he got uh, hammered by the press in New Zealand in the Rugby World Cup and the Wallabies stood by you strong. Teammates Tick, stood one, by you. Two. You got in that brouhaha overseas and the Wallabies bailed you out of that one. Tick, and, two. and one other one that everybody knows about, but nobody Which knows one? about it. I'm not going to tell you. Tick, Quaid, I know about it. Quade Cooper, you've been involved in plenty of situations that you've had your butt cleaned up by the Australian Rugby Union, and to pay them back by doing that is a little bit on the nose. Quade, listen to me, mate. I know a veteran that's been to the mountaintop. Yeah, because I've never played. The best way to do it and uh, resolve all the things, get the pill yourself, mate, and put a few runs on the board, and then that will give you a far more uh, a voice that uh, like a sport little carries brat. a bit of weight. But in the interim, you know, just pull your head in and do the right thing. Yeah. That's the headlines, I think. Is that, what you, is that what you used to do? Well, I, no, I wasn't. I was slightly more belligerent because I couldn't get the pill. But uh, That's the headlines. I'm... Johnny Ralph's coming up next for five good minutes. We're also going to have a chat to Jason Taylor as we get the nitty-gritty of both grand finals coming up this weekend. And i tell you what, that Brownlow was, let me tell you, apart from, from puerile and insipid commentary, from the who? girls are oh, the uh, casting panel, whoever they were. Hmm? They had no idea. AFL Grand Final Saturday afternoon. Sydney Swans taking on Hawthorne. Johnny Ralph, uh, our AFL expert here. First up, who wins? Why? Best Grand Final it's ever going to be, I reckon. No, no, I think it has all the ingredients for an absolutely, absolutely epic contest. Mm. The best attack in the competition in Hawthorne. The best defence in Sydney. One versus two on the ladder. The Sydney-Melbourne cross-town rivalry as well. And you know what? I think that Hawthorne should be something like $1.80. I think they're almost false favourites at the moment. But, but for me... All the best players in the competition, all the hardest players, all the most exciting players as well. You take out Nat Nui, you've got Jeddah, you've got Goods, uh, you've got Cyril Rioli, you've got Lance Franklin. So you've got four of the most exciting players in the competition. Brutal. It's going to be magnificent. Take last week out of the equation. Mm -hmm. or No, throw her into the equation, yep. sorry, with what Adelaide did to Hawthorne, the way they isolated their defenders. Mm -hmm. I reckon if I had have asked you a week ago, you would have uh, quite emphatically said Hawthorne wins yeah, and wins quite easily. No, you're right. No. But after what we saw, the vulnerability and the fragility of that Hawthorne defence... I reckon now there's a lot of people would have swayed their, swayed their thing towards Sydney. Well, I think Sydney's game plan is almost kryptonite to Hawthorne. I mean, Hawthorne love to use space in their attacking 50. All of a sudden, Sydney floods back. So they'll chalk up the space for Cyril, for Buddy, make it harder to wheel onto those left feet. And then they'll flood from defence into attack. Hawthorne can be isolated, as you say, one-on-one -on -one in defence. Gibson will be dragged out of the place. Show makers look shaky. So, so the space that they have... But even virtual and, you know, good ball handlers. Even the short ball handlers. Mm. And, you know, we, we, when we speak of Hawthorne, the one constant's always been their precision kicking. Yeah, yeah but... Even that, that fell apart last too, week. You had Suckling's no supposed there. to be the best kick in the league. Yeah. Three terrible clangers. You had no Hodge. Mm. And once Hodge gets there, takes a little yeah. pressure off Mitchell, takes a little bit more pressure off Lewis. Yeah. And it also brings that leadership factor. And all of a sudden, things start to calm down. I think the winning and the losing of the game will simply be in the ruck work and the, and the backup ruck work. You've got mm -hmm. Mumford and you've got Hale then all of a sudden you've got the backups being Roughhead and LRT perhaps yeah. or Pike. Yep. And I think both of the ruckmen for Hawthorne were shaky on the weekend. Jacob's got the hand of the ball. Yeah. Uh, you know, He got the hand of that ball to that um, a Burgoyne clearance. They're almost lucky there. Of course, Cyril kicks the goal as well. A very Gee, that shaky. Was a smart move, wasn't it? Oh, it was fantastic. Put Virgo in the middle and Cyril yeah. up the full forward. Yeah. That was outstanding. But Roughhead was really shaky, as were Suckling, Savage, uh, a heap of their Hawthorne players. And so, so what are we recommending that they win the flag just because they will bounce back? That's my worry for them. But I think you've got to look at the preceding 25 weeks of form. Uh, they've got the runs I... on the board. They're an exceptional side. And I just think that 
We can't discount the form of the last week, but we have to, to factor in what happened for the entire season, not just one week. But just go the two weeks then. Just mm-hmm. say the finals, because both of them had the week off. The, the Adelaide game for Sydney was one of the best I'll ever play because mm-hmm. they shut them completely out yep. of the game after the first Obliterated quarter. Obliterated them. Same against Stadium. Collingwood. And yep. the Collingwood scoreline, similarly to Hawthorne, should have read the other way around. They yep. should have blown them off the park. Hawthorne got over the line by four goals against Collingwood and by five points against Adelaide. It just doesn't weigh up to me, like you say, as $1.45, $2.75. No, you're right. They lost to Hawthorne in round 17. Uh, they had an they exceptional game. No, no, they they should have won. Borgen, Borgen kicks three in the last half they, as well. They, they but, but the methodical, the Exactly. The methodical advancement progression. They went down to Simmons Stadium at Geelong, but still played well. Probably put the queue in the rack. Yeah. So you're right. Their form over the last five or six weeks is exceptional. Does McGlynn uh, play? No. No, he doesn't. Uh, and I think the right decision has been made on, uh, on Guerra, who's been ruled out, who ruled himself out. A really brave and valiant decision. I just can't see McGlynn, who had one less week's preparation, being uh, used. And Maybe it, as a sub, he's the only... It wouldn't sub him, no way. Parker's the super sub. Yeah. What about the MCG so-called mm. hoodoo? Does this count for anything? It, you'd say it has to, but all they've of a sudden... won one out of two on grand final day in the last ten years. Yeah, they have, but they've, also, but they've also won one out of 15 with a draw as well. Yeah. And you look at the win... I, don't uh, like, you know. I like my stat better. I do as well, and I like the stat that <laughs> they, they broke. The bo- let's say, okay, the obvious. Yeah. We can all state the obvious. Mm-hmm. We see it. And t- but what about the box? Clarks and Longmire. No, no, the coaches box. What do you make of those... I love what Clarkson has done. I reckon Clarkson will be one of the great tactical coaches in history if he can win this flag. We know the box that they used four years ago. We know that the cluster, a totally different game plan four years on. We know that it probably folded against Collingwood in the preliminary final last year. But how good is this pluck? How inventive is he? How revolutionary is he? If he wins this, he's one of the great tactical coaches of all time. At the start of the year, where'd you have have the Sydney Swans? I had him in the eight because they're a great side. I had John Longmire, maybe 15th or 16th amongst the coaches in his first year. I thought he maybe was a plotter. He's been exceptional. Yeah, they've still got the hard edge they had under Ruzi. They've got flair. They've got excitement. They've got, they've got brilliance. He's a master coach what, in his what, first year. What were you doing when Jetta was racing into the goals last week with that 100-yard dash? I mean, were you, I was whipping Counting the steps. Yeah, I was whipping you like as a favourite. You know what? The arrogance, too. He looks around I and Nathan Brown says, I'm too good for you. Yeah, you know, when I saw Jetta, mm-hmm. and then I saw it reenacted yep. the following day when Rutten got exposed yeah. with Cyril Rioli. Yep. And you can see Rutten, the expression on his face, saying, oh, no, anyone but him. And now about the a five-cent piece. Mm. Just uh, between us, uh, tickets on sale, they're $450 yep. for the grand final or something. Oh, $390, you know. $395. That's a bit high. It's extraordinary. Yeah. 200 for the NRL as well, but people will pay them. I mean, yeah. you, you could sell it out twice well, or three times over as you're well. You're going and someone's yeah. not. Thanks for the media part. Thanks, Ralphie. Next up, it's the NRL's turn. Jason Taylor's coming in for five good minutes. You're going for Hawthorne or Sydney? Hawthorne. 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 Uh, Yes, I'd like uh, Hawthorne. Can the Swannies. Ralphie's left the building and in comes uh, the assistant coach for the Sydney Roosters, uh, Jason Taylor, of course, getting that gig to uh, preview the NRL decider. At the start of the year, if I'd had said Canterbury and Melbourne, what would you have said? Well, look, I found it very hard at the start of the year to pick the winners of this competition and, and to work out who was going to be in the grand final. I always thought Melbourne would up, were up, would be up there. I never thought Manly could win the competition, although I thought they'd be up there. Yeah. Uh, but I and bet as, you as most think... people did, I, I in the end went for the West Tigers. And most people thought that Desi would struggle to get things across so quickly to the uh, Canterbury Bulldogs. And that's probably been the thing. I mean, you as a coach now know how difficult it is to go into a team and have 
instant success from a team that wasn't successful. Yeah, look, I always thought that the Bulldogs would make the semi-finals this year, but I didn't yeah. think they'd be in the grand final. It's only a few years ago that they were up up there. I think All it's the 2009 time. that they were. They just missed the minor premiership, the Bulldogs, and then went out pretty quickly in the semi-finals. Look. James Graham has been a great addition to their club. Obviously, Josh Reynolds has been a great find. What about him? Uh, yeah. they've, th there's some real quality in that squad, uh, but he has done a great job. And Cassiano, great job. though, it seems oh. to me like all of a sudden, normally big front rowers don't last mm. that long, but he's got the skills. I mean, well, the best coach, the best Aiden coaches, Coleman, what about yeah, him? The best coaches get the play, their players to play their best footy, and, and if you go through the Bulldogs roster, they're all playing as well as they can play and that's why they've been so good this can year. Can I ask you this, Jason? You know, the Storm's journey from hell's almost over. Uh, the emotive uh, aspect of the game, uh, they're peaking at the right time. How big a role will that play? I know people, we don't talk about redemption or, you know, in Melbourne, but at the Look, back of your mind, it's got to be there. I don't think they'll mention it. I don't mm. think it'll be mentioned amongst the players. I might be wrong there, but it, it, every individual... Is, weren't there. Some, a great article on Cooper Cronk over the weekend talking about how devastated he was when those premierships were stripped. And, and a guy like that would feel like we desperately want this just to put all of that behind us. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, you hear them say, look, we, f we did a lap of honour. We still feel that we won those premierships. It's a fantastic story. To, you know, when you consider they put themselves aside for 12 months and chipped away and mm -hmm. chipped away, and then to finally, you know, have the if they can hold the Holy Grail up, it'll be, you know... Yeah, it is. Look, they've got, they've got, some, they've got some absolute stars of the game. There, there aren't many clubs who have three players in those Smith key positions like them, those. Yeah. Uh, but, they've, you know, again, their coach has done a superb job and so have those. The you, you were out there Saturday and there were 80,000 people out there and uh, those same 80,000 people this time will only be cheering for the Bulldogs. How much of a, an advantage will that be for a team like Canterbury? I think it is an advantage. It's, it's Canterbury's home ground. That's yeah. where they play every week, yeah. every second weekend. Um, it's, it's a big advantage for them, but the Storm are used to it. You know, the Storm are used to, to that. They, they've, they've won grand finals in Sydney before and I don't think that'll be a big problem for them. But they were against Manly and everybody was hating against Manly or they were against teams that we were cheering against. I mean... Uh, the, the key is here, this is a, a Sydney team mm. that has had their own share of salary cap issues as well. So it's not yeah. like it's a, a team that is... is uh, it's only one team against Melbourne, it's entire city against Melbourne. I agree, but I, st I still go back to... The, it's, it's the experience in this Melbourne squad that, for me, I, I, it is so hard to pick a winner in this I game. Agree. I lean towards Melbourne ever so slightly, and I do that on the back of the experience of those players. You know, they've won grand finals, they've won State of Origin series... They, they don't care about the crowd. They don't care it's if been there's the not promoters' dream, hasn't it? Melbourne when you consider some of the matchups, like Barber and Slater, you know the halves. You know you talk about Reynolds and uh, you know Keating coming up. And the big thing, though, is is the contrasting styles of these two teams. Mm. They, they won't match up that often. You know, Canterbury no. don't take the ball forward into the forward pack. They'll 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 hit one up on the edge and then move it to the other edge and then they'll hit one up over there and then move it back again. It's amazing the, the brand of football that Canterbury play. And I said to Kegger at the start, it'll be 24-all with a minute to go, and otherwise I'd be disappointed. But at the same time, defensively, both teams have only let in a try or two each in the last Look, two games. Melbourne are, in my opinion, Melbourne are a better defensive team than Canterbury. What Canterbury do is their attack, it, it protects their defence. You, you give them the ball, it doesn't matter where you give them to, it to them. The way they, they play runs you off your feet. And they don't give you an opportunity to attack them too often. Their attack, Canterbury's attack, is the key for them. They, their defence isn't yeah, quite as good. Keating and Reynolds. I reckon it's got the potential to be one of the great grand finals. Oh, yeah. And let's hope it's not marred. 
Let's hope it's yeah. not oh, well, that's the that's thing. the scary part. Isn't that's it? the, that's the scary part. Because well, we haven't even said what we're talking about. What are we talking about? The referee. Well, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, how that was that a scary. try to Billy Slater last week? That was just a... Yeah. There's no such thing. Benefit of the doubt Benefit in cricket. Benefit of the doubt. You're in yeah. cricket. If you, if you don't nick it, you're not out. Yeah. So if you don't score it, it's no try. Well, let's keep yeah. it. Let's hope everyone's well-versed. We're all on the same page. Because this has got the potential to really put and showcase rugby league at its yeah. very best. Because they're highly attacking players. They've coached by the two of the best coaches in the competition. Well drilled. Let's mm. keep our fingers crossed. Absolutely. We don't, we don't want any refereeing blunders. It's going to happen, though. You think? <laughs> it's a $1.05. <laughs> God, you're a prophet of doom. <laughs> Who wins, Melbourne, you say? I have Melbourne by two points, but I'm not confident. He wouldn't just, care either. I'm hoping that it is the game that we expect it to be. Canterbury for me, you're a Melbourne man, of course. So uh, this, it's going to be a great weekend. Thanks, JT. And next up, happy time featuring one of the greatest ever moments in Australian sport. There's Formula One, the Wallabies, 2020, and our Sporting Bet Grand Final Best Bets of the Year. These ones are the best bets of the year this time, man. Well, let me tell you, Molly Meldrum. Molly Meldrum said the storm of certainty. Guess who turns 31? Serena. Who? Serena Williams. Serena Williams, after recently winning her 15th Grand Slam title at the US Open. Where do you reckon she ranks in the history of tennis? Number one. Best, a doubt. best ever. Love to see her and Bryn Edelston down the red carpet. That would oh. be a sight to see. Happy 29th anniversary to John Bertrand, Alan Bond and all the other blokes. Back in 1983, Australia 2 famously won the America's Cup off Newport, Rhode Island, ending 132 years of dominance by the New York Yacht Club. And I should obviously say Ben Lexon, who designed the winged keel. And any boss that sacks his worker for not being at work is a bum. Hawkey, 1983. Uh, there you go. Happy trails, Richie McCaw. The all-back skipper will be back. Uh, he won't be back. He's got to take a six-month hiatus from rugby next year to keep himself fresh so he can get through the 2015 World well, Cup. That's a nice, good idea. Nice if you can handle that. Yeah. And still on the urn as well. Now for the big finish in the 2020 World Cup. The Aussies, despite his uh, predictions, have won both their group matches. They oh. now qualify for the Super 8 part of the tournament. Have we started to care yet? Formula 1. And in the Singapore <laughs> Grand Prix, Sebastian Vettel won. Mark Webber, unfortunately, finished 11th, beaten by countryman Daniel Ricciardo, who was 9th. Which a... is a good sign going forward, Daniel Ricciardo. Bad sign Ricciardo. for, uh, you know who. Mark Webber? Mm. Oh, no, there were some issues there, and there was a bloke that just came back that he's not happy with. The Wallabies are in South Africa this week. Wow, for their next rugby championship match against the Springboks. Hands up, who knew that? Any mm. chance of a win? I didn't even know they were there. Now for the Sporting Bet Best Bets of the Week. And I like the Hawks to beat the Swans. Sporting Bet thick what? The Hawks Storm is the double that yes. they do. They're going the favourites in both of the events. Well, I think it's the other way. Swans on Saturday, all up the Bulldogs on Sunday. Whatever it's going to be. Fabulous uh, weekend of grand final footy. Good luck to all concerned who's involved. Remember our podcast. You go to the iTunes store, search PTI Australia, download our silky voices, take us anywhere you like. And, of course, all the NFL here on ESPN over the next couple of months once the Aussie rules and the rugby league finishes. Who That'll do it. I'm Russell Barwick, calm the swans. And I, as always, Sam Kekovich. And more importantly, rejoice living in the best country on the planet. Enjoy the weekend. You know it makes sense. Cheers, cheers, the red and the white. Honour the name Clyde and by night. Lift that noble banner high. Take that.